Howdy folks, this is Ray Benson of Asleep at the Wheel and you're listening to the 15th Club with Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers on News Radio 590 KLBJ. It is time to tee it high and let it fly. Good afternoon everyone, I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sayers and welcome to the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio. Uh, part of Sports Saturday, the End Zone Club with Ben Clements to follow at 6 o'clock. We are at our home away from home. We're at Dirty Martin's Place where we got a bunch of Longhorn basketball fans getting ready for the Horns and Reckham Seckham Texas Texan getting your pregame meal here at Dirty Martin's Place. Not only will they have the Longhorns and Tech on the big screens here back in the back, but we're also watching Pittsburgh and Baltimore in the NFL. And a little later, they'll have the Houston Texans at Indianapolis. But come on down to Dirty Martin's Place, the iconic hamburger joint on Guadalupe for a great pregame meal. And if you're not going to the basketball game, just enjoy football all night long and college basketball. Our show proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance. ABC Bank, with assistance from Tyrios AI, a new way to invest in Austin area real estate, Zilker Belts, Adele Golf, the Munich Conservancy, Donald Ross Sportswear, Maudie's Tex-Mex, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel, Salt Lake Barbecue, and as I said, Texas Mutual Insurance, and by ABC Bank. Scotty, good afternoon. we got a great show to talk about golf and talk about sports, and got one of our favorites with us, Mark Brooks, a former PGA champion and the former Texas Longhorn All-American and now one of the leading golf instructors in the country to talk golf and talk sports. Good afternoon. How how are you today? Ed, I'm good. I mean, it's not Hawaii uh, here in Austin, but it's pretty good golf weather for this time of the year. I went out to Lyons Municipal and uh, worked a little bit with Ben Crenshaw on a new putting green. Fantastic. We're going to build out there by the first tee, a bigger putting green and chipping green. And, uh, boy, we're excited about that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, then I ran errands, went by Hudson's, my favorite men's clothing store. I'll give a plug to my, uh, my nephew. And uh, uh, they a great store. Anyway, I digress. I digress. This is different than Bourbon Street. It it is different from Bourbon Street, and I'm drinking iced tea. Uh, I drove by Muni today, and it was chock full of happy golfers. As I drove there uh, on Exposition Boulevard, packed on number nine, number eight, number seven, number two. It was just golfers everywhere, everywhere playing Muni this afternoon. We couldn't find a place to park. Isn't that right? Isn't that great? Ben and I were over there and met with Eric Lopez, the head pro. we had to wait for a, a but there was a little tournament this morning and uh, and people oh there were 20 people on every bay on the driving range where they have new range balls by the way great full busy uh, it was just a great day temperature wise 65 degrees tell everybody at the new the putting green that is coming out the new putting green out there at expansion well we've raised money through the muni conservancy and uh, steve hammond and his team at the city of austin uh, we're going to have a little meeting out there on Tuesday, and there's uh, there's been a couple of trees that have died, mm-hmm. which have cleared some area around the first tee, and we'll redo the first tee. It won't change the first hole at all, but there's a huge area, about twice the size of the existing putting green around the line, that will become a big Tiff Eagle Bermuda putting green and chipping green. Wow, great. So with all the high school kids and the Austin Golf Academy and everybody that's out there, 
it's going to be a, a bit of a game changer for Muni. That is great. Now, Mark Brooks, welcome to the show. When you were a kid and in high school, did you put chipping and putting at a premium, or were you one of those guys who said, give me that driver, let's tee it high, and let it fly? I was definitely not a range rat. Really? So Yeah, we, we either played. We basically used the range for two reasons. One, to warm up. Uh, second, if you had a problem, some swing problem, you had to go down and work on your swing. Otherwise, right. we were on the golf course, or we were chipping and putting. We had, we had a nice big putting ring where I grew up. So we chipped, and you know, we'd get up on the balcony and sure. you know, pit, pitch to the green, played, played a lot of, lot of short game games. A lot of fun. But mostly played. We Most, played a ton. And it's funny because a lot of people like to play, but you know, I'll give you an example. Ben Crenshaw likes to play. Tom Kite likes to practice. Tom probably was hitting balls today if he's in town because he just likes to hit golf balls. Some people are like that. Some people are. I'm, I'm a big advocate of playing when you can. I know it's gotten tougher to get on golf courses. That's one one of the big issues is access. Uh, you know, they're they're not just wide open after one o'clock like they used to be. Uh, so getting on the course is probably a little bit tougher today for the kids. But uh, there's just there's no substitute for playing. You, you get to hit every you know all the shots. You drive it and. You know, uh, sure. Two kids go out there, and you know, I'd, I'd advocate let you know play two balls. You know, yeah. Maybe play worst ball one nine and play best ball the next nine. Sure. But uh, practice on the golf course is the best. I agree. When when you have access to it, when we were kids, uh, whether it was at Muni or Austin Country Club, when we were occasionally able to go out there, sometimes we couldn't get on the course, and uh, we like to have a little putting contest sure sure yeah and that sharpens your game and boy it's handy when you get in a match out on the big course sure when i was a kid mother would let us out we would play nine holes swim get a burger play nine more holes swim get a burger and play nine more holes it was a great a great place to grow up at brownwood country club and get a lesson from your buddy ronnie mcgraw who, who later went to hogan golf well, he probably taught you more than golf, too. So. He certainly did. <laughs> he did. So the difference between, uh, uh, Ed, you said, we got let off, and we played the front nine, the back nine, the front nine, the back nine, we never swam. Really? Yeah, there's the difference. <laughs> so we skipped the pool. Well. I'm, I'm kidding, but well, let me I digress. <laughs> no, that, and, and that's, everybody has different experiences growing up. I'm going to make an admission right now. I didn't learn to swim until I was in seventh grade. What? Okay. Yeah, I was I was afraid of the water. Okay. I would stay when kids would go to the pool like you're talking about. Yeah. I'd stay on the putting green. Hmm. And I I think that's why throughout my life I've been a little bit better putter because I spent hours on that hmm. putting green. I didn't pick up any girls on the putting green. It wasn't good for that. But you know what? Well, that was that was my hangout is the putting green. Isn't that something? That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, speaking of gambling. Yeah, speaking I'll of gambling. The, I gave you the, the, okay. the fun, fun hey, story. I'm, I'm reading Billy Walter's book, by the way. Scott. Are you? Oh, I'm, I'm about three quarters. Well, I, I wow. guarantee Billy Walter's never won't top my my big loss one month. At, at where I grew up in a real, let's call it middle-class golf club. Almost, not quite a country club, but... Uh, in, in Fort Worth. Yeah. And one month, I lost 26 Monte Cristo sandwiches. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. I was having a bad putting streak there well, for a we while. We didn't even, we, all we had was we a had vending cheeseburgers. machine. Well, when Ben and I played at Muni back in the day in elementary school, junior high and high school, they had vending machines with Bruce's pecan pies. <laughs> and that's what we were playing for, or a carton of chocolate milk. Now, let me get this straight. You lost Monte Cristo sandwiches, and what was the profession of your father? 
He was a Baptist minister. He was a Baptist minister, and you were gambling. Well, no, they brought it to my attention. <laughs> probably, probably a day or two into the following month when they got the bill. But we, you know, that's that was one of the things we would play for is you know cheeseburgers. But Monte Cristos were they became the popular sandwich. You, you'll know what it is. It's a hot ham and cheese. Oh yeah, it's great. And, uh, yeah, it's deep fried. Yeah, <laughs> y'all must but, have been rich. No, they were probably like three dollars a piece back then. Well, our Bruce's pecan pies are fifteen cents. Well, you know, a club special was like sixty-nine cents out of the jar. I never knew what oh. they were. I just charged them my father. They were under a dollar. They were knew. under a dollar. Under a dollar. Sure. Okay. I remember when golf balls were a dollar twenty-five. Yeah, which seemed yeah. like a ton. I made a presentation to you earlier today, a golf club, and Adams. I was putting up the Christmas decorations, and and Adams tight lie. Three wood. I gave that. That looks like it may be one of the originals. I haven't looked it up, but we'll, we'll make a wager, and I'll look it up at one of the uh, breaks. I want. What do you think retail was on that? Oh like? gosh, it was probably hundred and forty-five dollars. <laughs> We're too close. I was going to go one fifty-nine. Yeah, something like that. But see, I don't think I pay for that. Look at that. I believe <clears throat> it came from Ben Crenshaw's bag because that's a tour wrap. I'm actually certain you didn't pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> that may be one that Barney Adams. Sent down here for Ben to try out, hoping that Ben would would like sign it. with Adam's tight lies. Yeah, I don't know. It's got a regular shaft in it. This is definitely more Ed Speed. Thanks. Okay. okay. Well, well. Okay. So we're talking about three dollar Monte Cristo sandwiches while the PGA Tour is playing a tournament for twenty million dollars, which mm. we'll talk about. We're going to we're, we're going to talk about after the break. We'll get you a look up today at the leaderboard. We are at Dirty Martin's place where we are watching. Uh, pro football right now, Baltimore and the Steelers are tied 7-7 in a deluge in Baltimore. This is a big game for the Steelers because the Steelers have to win and have to get help from Buffalo to get into the playoffs. The Ravens are already the number one seed, so many of their starters are not even playing this afternoon in the rain in Baltimore. Later, it's going to be the Texans at Indianapolis, a must-win for both teams to get into the playoffs. And, of course, the Cowboys play the Commanders tomorrow in Washington. That game on our sister station, ESPN Austin 1027, uh, and also the a, a number of games we'll get into on the End Zone Club. We've got to take a break. After this break, the leaderboard from the Century uh, at Kapalua uh, in Maui. That's coming up next, and your phone calls are welcome at 512-836-0590 to talk golf, and we'll be back right after this. You can be up in Austin. Hi, this is Bill Schoening with the San Antonio Spurs Radio Network. You're listening to the 15th Club with my good friend Scott Sayers and Ed Clements on KLBJ AM. Thank you so much, Ray Benson and Bill Schoening. Spurs are having a tough time, but I think the future is bright for the San Antonio Spurs. Welcome back to the 15th Club part of Sports Saturday on KLBJ Radio. I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sayers, and our great buddy Mark Brooks is with us to talk golf for an hour. Ben will join us in a little bit, and we'll be focusing more on football, and we're watching football right now where the Steelers and Ravens are tied at 7-7. This is a big game for the Steelers, Scotty, because they got to win, and they've got to hope that Jacksonville loses Buffalo loses to get into the playoffs. Is that correct? That's correct. Really, really, either one of them. So, I mean, the Steelers can 
put themselves in decent position at they, least. They re really can, and of course the Ravens are already the number one seed. Tyler Hundley's the quarterback for the Ravens today, not Lamar Jackson. The Ravens will have next week off as they will be, they'll be home if they continue to win. They'll be home until uh, the Super Bowl. Cowboys, of course, play at Washington tomorrow. Cowboys, the leaders in the NFC East. They must win, and if they win, they will get home, home, and they may not be on the road to the NFC Championship if they continue to win. Our show proudly brought to you by ABC Bank and by Texas Mutual Insurance. They're playing in Kapalua, the plantation course. Scotty, you know a lot about this because your company, Core and Crenshaw, built this golf course many, many years ago, and it's been the staple on the PGA Tour as the first tour event of the year, uh, the old Tournament of Champions. Now they have all the 2023 winners, uh, plus uh, other players who fared well in the FedEx Championship, FedEx ratings. So what does the leaderboard look like right now over in Kapalua? Well, Akshay Batia. Akshay Batia, yes. I got that out. Yes. Uh, is 20 under, and he has a one-shot lead over Chris Kirk. Uh, Batia is on the 15, has finished 15 holes. Now, this is a little different. This is, and I'll go down the leaderboard, the rest of it, in a minute. But this course was the first course that Coeur Crenshaw ever opened. Oh, the first one. 1991, it opened three months before Barton Creek. And what's unique about it, you know? Uh, I know Mark knows. I think you see every, the ocean from every hole. Mark? Every hole. Every hole. What oh, else is you, you what can. else is unique it's a about it? Oh, it is. par seventy three. Yeah. How do you get there? They're five fives? Uh or three three. He's not very good I math think, used to <laughs> let's see. I think there's maybe four fives and Three threes would that three do three it? that would do it. Would okay. That do it? Yeah, I, only I'm, three threes. I think there's only I think the there's only one on the back. Number eleven. Yes, right. Yeah. So that's that's very unique. Par seventy three. Par seventy three. <laughs> ben and Bill have never been concerned about how the numbers add up. It might be seventy, might be seventy two, seventy one, seventy three. It so is a, it's go. it's a stunning golf course, stunning with all the views. Mark, have you played it very often or I did play it. I played it quite a few years. I'm I'm definitely old enough. So what year did y'all open it? 91. 91. I would have played 91, 92, 90, yeah. 94, 95. I probably yeah. played five times. It's, I mean, it is. The views are stunning, and you get caught up. And it's on a grand scale because the mountains on the other island are so grand, we had to build it where visually everything didn't look small. Yeah. Right. I remember I had, I had an eagle putt on the ninth hole the first time I ever played it, which I rarely have eagle putts. And... My wife, Julie, was out there watching, and I'm bright in the back swing of my putt, and she says, oh, look at that whale out there. And I mean, I nearly whiffed the putt. So, I mean, that's my... It, 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 it's terrific. And uh, is it, when you played relaxed atmosphere, it, with the money now, $20 million, it's not very relaxed, is it? Or Well, Hawaii can be relaxing. Of course, yeah. you know, this week, a lot of minds are on the... the the fires and you know oh just a miracle that they're even there and helping out so i'm glad they're playing it's bringing attention that's needed and uh, there's going to be you know hopefully a lot of funds raised yeah for those people because it's just devastating fires 80 percent of the employees at the plantation club lived in lahaina wow that's how that's yeah. how devastating it was to the community and there's still a lot of them are not placed back in any kind of permanent homes they're either in hotels or are in some kind of you know, mobile home yeah, or something. Yeah. So, and, and, and the whole, mm. you wonder if Lahaina's going to get built with the same affordability. Well, it really was getting unaffordable, I read, Scotty, because it's just 
you know, real estate is precious over yeah. there. Now the fear is that a lot of people will be leaving and they'll be selling out to developers. And I know the developers have been swooping down. I think that's the big concern of the local residents too. That will that will it will lose its its character. Uh, don't want to name drop, but I saw the governor last week at the Sugar Bowl, and he and his wife and family had vacationed uh, at Maui because he had. He'd been at a conference with the governor of Hawaii and said, what can Texas do? And he says, governor, come vacation. So the governor and family went. They went to Maui for the Christmas holidays over there. So, yeah, people need to go because that's going to help bring that economy back just by going and being in Maui. Yeah, for sure. Now, Okay, so we were talking at the break, and and Mark uh, emphasized how important the first tournament of the year is. It's for a lot of money. It needs to be taken seriously. Some of the other players on the leaderboard right now, Harris English is two back. Where's Scotty? Tied for third. Scotty Scheffler is two back, tied for third, having a pretty uh, two under today, which is Pedestrian. Kind of mediocre play yeah. for that course. Xander Schauffele's two back, and Ben on. Now, you get a little bit of a glimpse, Mark, at what players are going to play well early in the year by how seriously they took their practice going into this and how they play this week. Oh, no doubt. And some of them, you know, are going to claim exhaustion because they pretty much didn't have much of a break. Uh, you know, it's one of, the, one of the issues that a lot of the top-tier players, really everybody, unless you're fighting for your card, is they've been begging for an offseason. And what is an offseason with golf? Probably three months. I mean, that would be kind of a fair fair stretch of time, 90 days or, or a little more. So some of these guys basically all feel like they have a couple of weeks off. You yeah. know, they do the family business, take care of the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and boom, you're right back at it. Yeah, and if they so, take it serious, like you said, they've got to start practicing again maybe right before Christmas. But here's the problem. They take <laughs> off during the year as well. Yeah. Because they know they're going to – it's, you know, darn near a 12-month schedule. So they may end up taking off time – you know, somewhere between the majors, because as we now know, these majors are squeezed into a pretty tight box. Yeah. Uh, I, that's, I think, kind of, kind of the issue, one of the issues is that the schedule is so so comp- compacted on the major part, but yet it runs all year long. So it's unfortunate guys have to take time off, but they do. Do yeah. most of the players stay for next week's tournament at Oahu? I know in the past some of the p- top names leave and the field at Oahu with the wide open is a bunch of guys new on the tour. I know uh, other guys who did not qualify for Kapalua there. Do many people stay? The well, many big names? Well, you kind of nailed it because if they're new on the tour, they're coming out at, say, Corn Ferry. Well, not many of those guys are actually getting in next week. It's surprising. Uh, Sony Open at uh, Wailai over on in Honolulu ha- actually has a very strong field and they're not going very deep. That's kind of been one of the things that's been chirped about quite a bit the last, let's just say, week or so. Once these fields started getting released and guys started seeing when are they going to get in, if you're in the middle of the pack of the new new group, you know, let's call it the new 50, uh, they're only going to get in one or two turns before they go to Florida. Are the Cootie brothers in next week? I didn't one. check. One is. Pearson is because he's a little higher than Parker. Parker's about... I don't know. He was 10th alternate last I saw. Okay. Pearson's wow. going to get in. But, I mean, you have to be up there in that top 15 or 20 to feel like you're going to play every week. Yeah. And uh, as we all know, well, we know, and we'll let inform our viewers again, 
there's reshuffles. If, if you're new to the tour, you don't get off to a good start. You get reshuffled down the pecking order. Wow. So it's... Uh, that doesn't seem fair to me. It is. It's all, well, it's kind of always been that way for Has the qualifiers. It? Yeah, mm -hmm. and the, the better players get more access, and that's the meritocracy that is sometimes talked about. So right before we go to break, Mark... It's not really the tournament of champions, right? They, this, this one, is, they no, changed it. They did. It's this is the, of course winners, yes, which as you pointed out earlier, winners are in, but also the top fifty. This is a signature event. This is one of the eight designated slash signature twenty million dollar purse events. But they haven't really talked about that that much. I thought there would be way more emphasis on this being let's really open up the signature events, open up the, you know the season of signature events. It's uh, it's crazy. I mean, uh, we'll we'll see how it all plays out. But this is the first of eight big big time events. I know we got less than a minute before break, but you were talking about Terrell Hatton. Terrell Hatton sort of had a nonchalant deal. Man, I'm glad I'm here. I'm not practicing. I'm not playing. I'm drinking ain't too much in December. So it is. And what his first prize get? Something something unbelievable. Uh, it's got to be three four million four million dollars. I would. My tail end up. Yeah, that's a little nonchalant by Terrell Hatton and others on this. So we shall see. We'll keep you up to date on the leaderboard also. Pittsburgh and Baltimore still tied at 7-7. Terrell Hatton is plus two today. He must have had a few Mai Tais yeah. last night. So. It's catching up with him. It's catching up with him. Uh, we are at Dirty Martin's Place, the iconic Berniger joint uh, on Guadalupe. A lot of Longhorn and some Texas Tech fans are here before Texas and Texas Tech 7 o'clock at uh, the Moody. And we'll be back with more on the 15th Club Live from Dre Martins here on News Radio 590 KLBJ. Don't go away. Back after the news. Hey, welcome back to the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio. Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers with uh, Mark Brooks, a former PGA champion and Longhorn All-American. Ben Clements is in the house. He joins us as we're watching Pittsburgh and the Baltimore Ravens. First game of two games from the NFL. Later tonight, the Houston Texans are in Indianapolis at Lucas Stadium to play the Indy, uh, uh, Indianapolis Colts. Of course, the Longhorns basketball at 7 o'clock. Horns versus the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Ben, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, guys. Uh, I'm excited that we have meaningful golf again. I'm excited. It's it's. 2024, first of the year, we got the good golf ahead of us. Good golf ahead of it. Big prize money ahead of us at Kapalua. It's on the Golf Channel right now uh, as as well. But uh, we're watching the football, talking golf, and talking college basketball. You know what? Uh, Rory McIlroy made news today. Not today, this week, talking about the Live Golf Tour. Rory McIlroy softened his stance, fellas. And all but said, "Okay, I accept the guys who left the left for the live tour." What did you make of Rory's statement, Mark Brooks, uh, this week of a uh, really turnaround from his first comments about the early players leaving the PGA Tour for live? Well, first, I'm going to correct my senior moment there because you were asking me how they get in the field this week. Winners, top fifty from last year's FedEx. FedEx. Top 30 official world golf rankings okay. if they're not in that top 50, okay. and there are no sponsor exemptions. No sponsor exemptions. Which is not the case in the rest of these signature events. There's going to be four of them. Okay. So that's one reason we're not seeing Justin Thomas there. 
you know, outs- anybody those uh, which weird I forgot Adam, Adam Scott, some of those guys yeah. that were outside the top fifty weird weren't able to get a spot this so week. So there's fifty nine players here, is that right? There's fifty nine this week. Fifty nine. Okay. The regular signature events are gonna be more like seventy two to seventy eight players. Okay. On the Roy deal. It was interesting. I mean I read it a couple of times so I could maybe get it right. He definitely has softened his stance, let's just say I would say he has thrown up the white flag that they're not going to be able to. They're either going to bring him in. We're talking about the Saudi Saudi money, the Saudi live tours called the PIF, the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia. They're either going to be staying out there on their own and still poaching players. That's going to continue. Or they bring him in as some type of partnership. The, the thing that caught my eye was that he said basically – he would love to see them, and I might even participate. It might be fun if they would take the silly season, meaning the off-season that I mentioned earlier. He'd love to see those live events only happen in, let's say, mid-September through December. Uh-huh. Let's kind of give them the three or four winter months yeah. and stay away from the tour. I don't see that happening from the live side. So that was kind of that, that's the take I took. It's like If they'll stay in their little box over there and play for a whole bunch of money, when it really doesn't count, I'll go, I might go play a few of them. That was my take. I think he was a little bit off guard. I think he was on a podcast. He was on a football podcast. Soccer. And, or soccer. Soccer podcast. Well, football. Football there. Yeah. yeah. And he, you know, you get on so many podcasts as a player, and there's so many out there. We're live radio, by the way. We're live radio. This is not a podcast, no. Uh, <laughs> that players sometimes maybe drop their guard and say things they don't say other places. That doesn't mean he doesn't mean it, but he might not have said that in a press conference at a PGA Tour event. I, I won't argue that. That's probably true. Do you think it was the forces around him kind of influenced that, that opinion he has, or is that truly his opinion on Liv? You think you just felt the pressure? They're not going away. Yeah, yeah they're I not think, going I away. I think the three hundred, three to $500 million ROM signing... Woke up everybody. Why deny the inevitable well, sort of thing? Let's put it this way. They've been a giant. We, we, we won't even bore you with the list, but, you know, the Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka guys already gone. That was a sleeping giant that's sitting there, and they're going, we're not going away, guys. So we can flat, we can money whip you. And uh, I think that's more of it myself. I think so, too. And I think as, as it continues to grow with the ROM, ROM situation, I do think that it's going, to, it's going to even be more, I don't know what the word is, but I think conflicts and it's just going to be tougher for the PJ Tour. And, and I, again, I am still a bit confused when the merger is going to come, when the merger is going to come, if there's going to be a merger and what's going to happen. They have a new soft date, soft deadline which is about the week before Augusta. Okay. So they're looking around the 1st of April that they hope they can be, you know, give some more definitive uh, definition to what the potential mergers or partnerships are going to look like. That's their new target date. Will they meet that one? Who knows? We don't know yet. But uh, that's their new date. Is Jay Monahan still commissioner of the PGA Tour? Jay Monahan, my, my humble opinion is that he'll have a role somewhere. If he's does he stay as the commissioner of the PGA Tour? I doubt it. Who will it be? Will it be, uh, could it be uh, Joe, Ogilvie? Joe Ogilvie from Austin, former tour player, friend of ours? Could, could Ty Votaw come out of retirement 
to lead the way, or who your, will it be? Your friend Ben Crenshaw. Ben Crenshaw would be the PGA Tour commissioner. He's too busy building he, golf courses. Yeah, he's, he's, he's booked for the next couple of years. Could are, it be? Are you being serious? I'm being very serious. All right, well, I'm going to give you a serious answer. Okay. Based on the fees that they racked up with the law firms, I would suggest you get a lawyer. Okay. Okay. We're gonna have we're gonna have lots of lawsuits potentially going on. I would have a, certainly a strong legal mind that's sitting in that chair. I would then have a second seat that handles discipline, competitions. You know, I'd have yeah. a two two prong two headed uh, leadership there. Right. One that handles a lot of the business, a lot of legal issues, and I'd have another one that mostly deals with the player issues mm-hmm. and the competitions and the you know if guy acts up. You go see this guy, right? So I would divide it up. I don't. I'm not a big fan of the one guy sitting at the top. The NFL has that. That's exactly how they're set up. If you have a disciplinary problem, unless it gets really bad, you don't go see Roger first. Roger has people under him. Yeah, no doubt. And there's p- p- people that are in charge of player discipline and you know the the, the league league issues. Well, uh, wouldn't you want a former player? As one of the the leaders of this organization to protect the players that knows the players' mentality, that no, knows the tour, not that can really be the final guard for the players? The players aren't trained, g- generally speaking. A former that's, player, though. That's why Joe Ogilvy comes up, because he played, let's just say, a reasonable length of a career. Now he's been in the business world. Uh-huh. He's in the finance world. So, you know, he might have enough other life experience to be able to handle that. Most guys are not. They're They're trained. And they, they're trained, and their expertise is playing great golf, not running an organization. Is that is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's right. I, I mean, there might be a guy like a Davis Love. Not a would, chance. Okay. He's, he's, play, he's, play, he's, he's a player. Play, he's, he's a player. He hadn't run that kind of a player. He does a, golf course design. He doesn't even manage golf courses. Hadn't been a CEO. No. I mean, but, but know, he, he looked at spreadsheets. Yeah. Not, not really. I mean, just for construction, maybe. Yeah. I mean, so it's I a guess... totally different world. When you head off that other, it takes a different mind, a different mindset, a different skill set. Okay? It's just a Fair. different skill set. But the bottom line for me is there's got to be some clarity of what's going to happen in the future because with John Rom gone, fans are going to look at the, you know, uh, say the uh, Bing, Cros- well, Bing Crosby Pro-Am at Pebble Beach. They'll look right. at other of uh, Riviera, and they'll go, where's Rom? where's Kepler, where's DJ, where's Abe Manser, where's Phil? And How about it- where's Phil Murray and where's, you know, where are the entertainers at Pebble Beach this year? There ain't no Pebble Beach <laughs> Pro-Am anymore. No, Ed, it's players, right, Mark? Well, there's... The field's going to be small, 72 to 78. Yeah. Oh, there's huh. no celebrity pro-am, though, like there used to be. There may be. be a few celebrities that play, but they're only playing two rounds. They're going to play one round at Spyglass, one round at Pebble, have a cut. Right. And the pros only the last two days. Of wow. Like, I didn't know that. Really? The other day, no celebrities. Now, Well, that may that, be true, yeah. but, I mean, but it, my point is there's still going to be amateurs in the field. What a departure only, only that days, is. Only two days. Okay. What a departure that is from tradition. Yeah, well, they won't be there on Saturday, which was the big day to see Correct. the celebrities there. Wow. And even Sunday when some of them made the cut. That's true. How, how did I miss that? I don't know how I missed that. Sign- signature events. Signature events. That's. The world of golf is changing. And, and I, I, let's go back to the Roy, because you brought it up, the McElroy comments. One, he even brought it up. It's a little frightening when you have Wells Fargo pull out, AT&T drops Byron Nelson. You know, these big corporations that are pulling out that have been asked to up the ante, to, you know, for these increased purses, some of them are saying, I might pass on this right, deal. Right, right. 
So it's a value proposition, and there's a point where it's not a value anymore. Okay. And, and also, on talking about tournaments, there will be a live tournament in Dallas at Merido. It's not on their calendar, but it's to be determined. It yeah. sounds like that's it's going be, on it's the calendar in Houston in September. And, that's, and Houston. And Houston too. I know they're playing Merido, Albert Huddleston's course in Dallas. I don't know where they're playing Houston, but uh, Golf Club of Houston, which is the former PGA Tour site. Yeah. that they called Redstone right. for a while. It's had about three names. Yeah, right. the, and the one place they are playing that's pretty interesting is Las Vegas at Las Vegas Country Club during Super Bowl. The week of the Super Bowl. That ought to be a heck of a deal. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is that but, not opposite Phoenix? Uh, Phoenix uh, is yeah. usually, yeah. Phoenix yeah. is usually. They're, they're going head-to-head. -head yeah, and also we still have Liv with a Mickey Mouse with all due respect. Whatever the Mickey Mouse network isn't, they're on the CW. CW is a not a great network. I know some people think it's a great network, but uh, I, it doesn't get much reach out there. So it's going to be interesting to see if any of their numbers reach with uh, with coverage of the Live Tour. I'm going to stick with my prediction, or you may want to do it on the next segment. What's going to happen? Okay, let's 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 find out what's going to happen from Mark Brooks. I'm Ed Clements along with Mark Brooks, Scotty Sayers, Ben Clements is here. Got a lot of Longhorn fans going to the Texas and Tech game. Maurice Holden is in the house. Mickey Holden, the documentary filmmaker. And we'll put him on a mic. And he's he went to the Spurs game last night with Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, he did a heck of a game last yeah, night. It was yeah. A good game. Uh, yeah. But Mickey's here and a whole bunch more, and we'll have more when we return to Dirty Martin's Place here on the 15th Club on KLBJ. Hi, my name's Kate Golden. I'm associate head coach for the women's golf team here at University of Texas, and you're listening to the great guys at the 15th Club. Thank you, Kate Golden, the great assistant golf coach. Uh, Ryan Murphy and Kate do such a wonderful job for the Texas women's golf team. They begin playing a few weeks. The Texas men's team of John Fields, their first tournament, it's a tough road trip. They're going to play in Hawaii as their first road trip. Their last trip of the uh, 2023 was at Cypress Point, and now they're going to Hawaii. Life is good to be a Longhorn golfer. Our show proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance and by ABC Bank. Ed Clement, Scotty Stairs, Mark Brooks, and... Uh, Mickey Holland is with us, the San Antonio area documentary filmmaker. You have seen Mickey's work on CBS, on ESPN. Uh, he's a wonderful, wonderful golf uh, documentarian, longtime friend of ours. Uh, Mickey, welcome back to the 15th Club, and how are you doing? Great to be here in Austin. Great to be here at Dirty Martins with you guys. Uh, it's you know, the best golf show in the state of Texas. Thank you, my friend. That's kind of That's you. It? That's it? The state? <laughs> you know, I meant the Southwest, or maybe I meant the United States. <laughs> what are you working on these days? Well, we've been doing a lot of football. Uh, we've got a really interesting project called Blue-Eyed Soul Brother about a guy named Casey Terrio who was a uh, hotshot high school quarterback, couldn't pass the ACT, so his scholarship went to uh, Kirk Cousins instead. Um, he goes to JC, comes home for holidays gets in a fight drops a guy with one punch and unfortunately the guy dies oh my so casey uh, spent a little time locked up and the only place that would take him when he came out was jackson state so uh he was uh he was the blue-eyed soul brothers what they called him down there and uh interestingly he's probably the best white player ever in the uh historically black colleges and universities. wow wow he was the all-swack quarterback and it's a it's a hell of a story mick you've been around golf a long long time your thoughts about live and what's going on with the pga tour and live Man, I, when Liv was announced, I thought it was a joke, and I thought that uh, the tour would crush it. Uh, 
boy, the Rom signing to me changes everything. Uh, you know, and if I'm Rory or Jordan, you know, I'm looking around like, what, what's going on here? You know, uh, why are we getting crushed? And because I, I think Jay Monahan's just gotten destroyed. Well, okay, Mark Brooks, right before the break, was going to tell us what's going to happen. No, I didn't. I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen. We're going to make our predictions. Okay. 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 We didn't make them on whatever New Year's Eve. So I think it's inevitable that some super tour emerges. It has to. It's the only solution that makes any sense whatsoever. They're going to argue how many, let's say, DP World Tour slash Euro events make it into the super tour. It's a few, probably. You can go BMW Championship right off the bat at Wentworth. You know there's going to be a couple of Saudi-backed things. There's going to be tournaments in Asia. There's going to be tournaments in Australia. And there's going to be tournaments in the U.S. There, I think the, the answer is probably, they're arguing over how many. Is it 12, 15, 18, and they don't have to play them all? The toughest part, of, to me, to finish that thought or that solution is how do you retain the legacy and tradition of the stuff that's left over on in all cases particularly on the u.s tour so being able to solve that and not run everybody off and you know make the rest of the people that are left over feel like you know has-beens and we're just kind of qualifying events to get to the super tour that's a great challenge but i think it's inevitable there's going to be some super tour with about you know whatever 54 to 72 players max no cuts monster purses and then it makes the fans a little more happy because we get to see all the best players in the world play together more than a dozen times. So are you saying that you're not going to pull up the tournament tonight to watch Akshay Batia no. leading, leading the tournament? I mean, now, he's a great player. I like Don't golf. Get me wrong. But I, I like golf. Care. And, and I, I mean, well, you'd rather be watching Ron I'll, I'll and give Kepka. You, I'll give you an example because I, I read about golf. Yeah. It's, it's kind of my, part of my job. And, you know, some of the funny comments from Kevin Kiz, you know, the new, the new Kisner, an analyst. I mean, it, it's, it's quoted. He even said it on the air. I don't, watch, I don't watch golf. I don't watch golf on TV. I'm like, how in the world did that guy get his butt in a chair in the 18th tower? He doesn't watch golf. He said that last night talking about Brian Harmon. What did you think when you saw your friend win the British Open? He goes, well, I was taking my daughter to camp for about five minutes. I went, oh, no, don't say that. But he said it in print interviews, Ed. I don't yeah. watch golf on TV. I'm like, man, that's the wrong guy to sit in there. So that being said, I'll watch the golf. I'll watch the football. I want to watch the Texans. I'll watch more than one thing at a time. I mean, I'm, I can multitask. I can't, and I'm like you. I'm a golf junkie. I'm going to throw it to our friend Mickey yeah. Holden. Who do you think should be in that chair? Boy, isn't that a great question. Um, I have no clue. <laughs> you know, is, is Pete Rosell available? Yeah. Can, we get, can we bring him back? Do yeah. you believe what Mark? Do you, do you, do you think, buy into that think, super super tour? I think everything he said is one hundred percent right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think well, I think that Liv has has kicked the PGA Tour's ass. Can I say that on radio? You, you just did. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that Greg Norman's vision has won. And uh, I I'm a gigantic Byron Nelson fan as a human being and as a tournament and. I don't see what how that tour that turn event survives. I mean, you know, we're looking at this super tour as Mark describes. It's going to be like the Power Four conferences in football, which may move to the Power Two at some point. 
And then do you really care what goes on in the American or Conference USA or in, in golf, the Byron Nelson? Do you really care who wins that? Do event? you think there'll be a place for the Colonials and the Nelsons and the Bing Crosby Pro-Ams and those tournaments with maybe a second league, a second division of the PGA or, say, or the Live Tour, the best players? Because there's a lot of great players who won't be in the top 70. No doubt. Yeah. And that's, that's worldwide that we're talking about. So we're drawing a pool. So the arguing, the, the negotiating at the table is going to be, well, who's going to get how many spots when we roll this out? <laughs> Once you figure that out, now the qualifying pr- process of how you get there and you know how many get to stay. So if it's let's just use 72 as the number. 72, 78 actually works quite well as also because it divides by three. So we have threesomes. I'm going to say the tour gets half of them, maybe more than half. And now the other three or several, the other, let's call it handful of tours, they're going to argue over, they're going to fight over who gets 12%, you know, 10%, 5%, 2%. And they'll have have criteria on how you get there. That's part of this official world golf ranking issue. And, And I'm a PGA, you know, I'm a PGA Tour former player, still a member, but I think the PGA Tour has too big a piece of the pie right now. It's, you know, they kind of, it's too heavily weighted on PGA Tour, and probably for a reason, and that's going to have to change. Well, let me just say this, too. You asked a question that the Byron Nelson and Colonial, they don't have that good of feels right now anyway. Good bingo, point. Yeah. bingo. Yeah. He nailed it. Yeah. They'll, they'll survive, Ed, I think. But now, will there be an off season? I believe there will be. Okay. I think we're going to see a good three-, four-month dead period. Okay. And everyone can recharge not get just inundated with golf. You flip it by there. You have no idea where they are. It's just, and no offense to them, but it's a corporate name. I don't know what city they're in. I don't know what course they're playing. I have to go get on my phone, figure out who's even playing. On top of that, I want to, like, if I look it up, I want to be able to, like, if, if I Google the leader, I want something to come up. Sure. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I, I want him to have some kind, something that's uh, meaningful that's happened in his career already. Um, Mickey, uh, the first major of the year is Augusta. Uh, John Rahm is the defending champion. We won't see John Rahm, or we won't see him on the PGA Tour until uh, Augusta. Does John Rahm repeat as uh, champion, and will there be a live champion at Augusta this year? I don't think he repeats just because it's the hardest thing to do, and it's only been done, I guess, uh, Jack and uh, uh, Nick Faldo and Tiger. That's it, isn't it? Just three? Oh, has anybody else done it? Don't think so. Just don't three. think so. So the odds are against him, no matter how good he is. Who wins? Uh, I, I like Kepka. I think the guy is uh, made for majors. He's shown he can play that golf course. Uh, I, I think it's Kepka. Mickey, uh, thank you so much. Uh, Mark Brooks. Oh, I can't predict that yet. Oh, I, of course you can. Take I'm, another I'm, sip of I'm your going, Diet Coke. I'm going with Kepka. I'm going with Sheffield. I'm going, I don't know, Rob. I'll say it I'll say it every year. I'm going with Rory McIlroy, who's, who's never won there. Yeah. So, okay. He might be playing live. <laughs> oh, I hope not. Oh, no. Mickey, Mickey Holden, well. Mickey, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having We're me. We're going to shift gears to talk a lot about football the next hour. Mark? It sure is fun having Mark around. It's always great I'd, fun. I'd vote for him for that network chair. I, hey, I, hey. How about if I send him this tape? Send him this tape. I'd <laughs> vote him for commissioner, too. Hey, thank you, guys. And by the way, if the players want to protect themselves, get organized. All right. Stay tuned next for the news after that to the End Zone Club here on KLBJ.